Welcome to the Pajama Moto Podcast, a podcast for women motorcycle enthusiasts where we discuss all things moto related. Please welcome your host, PJ Lara. Today's podcast is brought to you by Flowering Daffodils. Today's podcast is episode number one, my very first episode. And today we're going to talk about confidence and motorcycling and learning to ride your ride. So let's go over a few things. I'm going to tell you about how I got into motorcycling in the first place. I actually started riding motorcycles in 2016 or 2017, I believe. Now, I'm 39 now. So when I began riding, I was in my earlier 30s. And so I'm still a woman who started riding later in life. I got into motorcycling because my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time, was really into him and It was something I always thought would be fun to get into. So he helped me pick out my first motorcycle. It was a, uh, I don't remember the year, but it was a bright yellow Buell Blast 500cc. It was perfect for me. It went off the line easy. It was easy to shift. It was the right seat height, the right seating position, it was just a great bike for me, and I fell in love right away with it. I was so emotional when I got it, and by emotional, I mean I was so excited. I took it out as soon as we got it home. I'd never ridden a motorcycle. They, my brother-in-law and my husband taught me how to shift through the gears, how to brake, and off I went around the block, and the rest is history. Now, do I recommend that you just start motorcycling without taking a class? I guess it just depends on you. Um, You know, for me, it worked, but I think it's safer, of course, to take a class first and go through everything that you need to know about your motorcycle. But I digress. So I don't want to make my podcast about negative things, but I stopped riding bikes for um, almost five or six years because on that Beetle Blast, I was actually in an accident, unfortunately. I was going home and it was during rush hour and I was in the far left lane of a one-way street And even though I had all my riding gear, I had a helmet on, I had gloves on, I had riding pants and a riding jacket on, you know, and I felt like I was brightly colored, I was obeying traffic laws. And as I went through an intersection, a woman did not see me coming through that intersection and she started to make a left-hand turn and she just barely tagged my rear tire. So there's a couple things here. So she did hit my rear tire. 
Um, but you know, had I taken that class, maybe I would have understood safety braking better. Um, so it scared me and, you know, I broke really hard and I ended up going over the handlebars of my bike and I slid for 10 or 15 feet and thank goodness I had a full face helmet on. Um, but you know, it scared me a lot and, uh, some of my riding jacket came up and I lanced my skin a little bit on the pavement because it was really, really hot that day. So, um, you know, the police were called, an ambulance was called. I got my bike up and out of the street. I knocked the wind out of myself pretty good. Um, and I ended up calling my husband. He was at work and my brother-in-law came to help me. And, you know, I said, I don't want to press charges. I just, I just want to go home at the time. So the ambulance sent me on my way. I drove my brother-in-law's car home and he drove my bike back. Uh, it wasn't in great shape because the bike had slid along with my, uh, along with me. So, you know, it was traumatic for me, admittedly. I ended up going to the ER later to make sure I didn't have any brain injuries, uh, but it was traumatic, and I swore I would never get on a motorcycle again. I was done. Um, my husband tried to get me on the next day on another motorcycle. He bought me another Buell, but it was a Buell Lightning, I believe, which is um, more like a street bike and quite a bit faster. It had a bit of a higher seat height, and, you know, I just didn't have the experience and I was so afraid to ride again, but I was like, nope, I'm going to get back on this bike. So I took the bike out and then I was coming up our driveway and it has quite a bit of a slope and I didn't realize I couldn't put my feet down and man, did that scare me. And I ended up dumping the bike. And so that solidified it for me at the time to not ride anymore, which was sad, you know? And so, you know, moving on, I decided very recently, now I'm 39, you know, I began writing again when I was 38. So last year, because my husband was like, well, let's just do some light writing. We'll just ride to the Panera down the road, which is less than a mile away. <laughs> and I thought, yeah, I can do that. So he started me out on a metropolitan scooter. If any of you guys know what that is, they're, um, it's a Honda. They're really cute scooters. I love them. I had one, uh, probably when I was like, before I actually began motorcycle riding, but I had a scooter and I loved it. They don't go very fast. I think they max out at 35 miles an hour. Um, and they're just, you know, they're, they're easy. They're automatic. You just get on and you go. So I started back on the Metro and we rode a couple of times and my husband was like, well, you know, at the time we had a couple Honda Groms as well. And he was like, you should just try the Grom, try what it feels like to be on a motorcycle again. And so I did, I rode to Panera, you know, that little Grom, it's 125 cc's, I believe they're very small bikes. Um, but 
you sure do feel like every car passing you. And, you know, I could just feel like the anxiety of writing again, building up inside of me. But I just kept pushing and I was like, you know, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make this work. So we ended up buying a little, I think it was 250 cc or maybe 200 cc. And it looked like a vintage Honda motorcycle and it was called a Wolf Classic, a Sim Wolf Classic, I believe. And Jerry and I, my husband, we were up in Estes Park and it came up on Craigslist and we were like, oh, we got to get it. It looks perfect. So we drove down to Denver from Estes Park and we ended up buying it. And I was still too afraid to drive. So I made Jerry drive it home. And it was like July, maybe August. I can't remember, but it was really, really hot. And the clutch on this bike was slipping (laughs) and the bike needed tuned. It was puttering, but you know, my husband's a trooper and he rode it home for me. It needed a paint job. They had pre-painted this poor bike and you know, it was a mess. Um, but my husband thought this is a good bike for you. So he helped me Well, he restored it. I didn't do much work on it, but he helped me restore it. We turned it back to the original colors, which was white and red. If you go to my Instagram, Pachama Moto, I have a picture of it. And so that's kind of the bike that got me back into motorcycle riding. However, I was still super anxious and I had so much fear built up about riding. So my next step and what my husband suggested was, you know, take a motorcycle class. And so I signed up for the MSF course, and I believe it was like the intermediate class because I already knew how to ride a bike. I had been riding recently, and so I felt confident enough that I could do it. So I took a class at Clutch Motorcycle Riding School, which is in Loveland, Colorado. And I will say it was a great experience. It was a one-day course, which was perfect for me because admittedly, I don't have much patience, but it teaches you everything you know. You got to go through like an online course um, before you go to the class, and then there's some instruction, but the majority of the day is honestly, it's riding, and it's just learning to control your bike, and I had a female instructor. I believe her name was Julie, and She told me at the end of the class that she pegged me for a crier because she said when I walked in, I looked like a deer in the headlights because I was so afraid. And I was afraid. I was nervous. You know, you know, when you go into these group situations, well, for me, maybe you don't feel this way. But for me, when I go into these group situations, you know, I felt like I'm going to be judged. I'm going to be looked at like I'm stupid. I don't know what I'm doing. And to boot, I was the only woman besides the instructor in the class. But you know what? It didn't matter. It all turned out great. I passed my class. It gave me worlds of confidence to get back on the bike and to take it out on a ride. So that night, once I passed my MSF class, Jerry and I went on our first ride. We went through the city, you know, and I could just feel my confidence building. I could feel better. I felt, you know, like empowered. I felt great. But the bike, I could feel its limitations already. When we were riding down a pretty major road here in Denver, uh, it's federal 
a semi passed me and man, I thought that was going to blow me over. And so, um, I did something pretty crazy and I put the bike up for sale and sold it. And that day I went and I bought a Harley Davidson. So I bought a Harley Davidson, 883 Sportster. Um, it's, um, 883 cc's it weighs quite a bit compared to a wolf classic so i think my little wolf weighed in like the 250 range whereas like my sportster don't quote me i think it's like in the 650 range so 650 pounds versus 250 pounds was quite a change and you know i kind of regressed as soon as i got that bike i had like a full on panic attack at the movie, at the movie theater's parking lot, because that's where Jared would take me to kind of try out my skills, to practice, to get on the bike. So we, so I got on that bike and I had full panic attack. And I'm telling you guys this because, you know, anxiety and fear with motorcycling, I think maybe it exists more or maybe it doesn't exist. Maybe it's just me, but I hope my story will help you get through your anxiety and your lack of confidence with writing, because once you get through it, it opens up such a world for you. So let me rewind a bit. So I had a panic attack on the motorcycle and we took it home and Jerry and I went out for a drive and I was in my brain. I was thinking, I can't do this. Like, what am I doing? Why am I on this motorcycle? I don't even enjoy this. This scares me so much. I don't know why I'm doing this. This is stupid. I went off. I want to sell it. This is a terrible purchase. You know, all these horrible things are going through my brain as we're going. And so Jer notices I'm quiet and he asks me what's going on and I open up to him and I just say, I don't think I want to do this. I don't want to ride motorcycles. I don't enjoy it. I'm not having fun. Every time I've ridden, it really hasn't been fun for me. It's just been really scary. And you know, this all began with that motorcycle accident. And for some reason, I just couldn't get over the fear of it. And I'll be honest, I still have fear around motorcycling, but it's getting better. And so that's kind of where we're going to go from here. So Jer had this great idea. He was like, you know, let's go out somewhere where there's not traffic, where there's nobody watching you, where there's nobody to judge you. And we will take it very slow. Well, you can sit on the bike, you can rock it back and forth. You can just take off slowly And that's what we did. So we went out to the country where there were paved roads and not a lot of people. And um, we brought our trailer and we towed two of our bikes out. And we packed a lunch and some camping chairs so that we could stop and take breaks as needed. And you know what? I got to give my husband credit. He's a genius. It sure did work. You know, for the first time since I rode that Buell Blast, I felt that freedom that they talk about with motorcycles. I felt free. I felt confident. I felt like a different person. It was wild. It was just so crazy. And you know what? It was probably one of the best moments of my life because when we got back, I 
Uh, I'm trying not to get emotional, but when we got back, I, I just felt like a different person. I don't know how to describe it. You know, I have always struggled with confidence issues and self-confidence and constantly feeling like I'm not good enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not skinny enough. I'm not good enough to ride a motorcycle. I have no business being on this bike. You know, all these things were just swirling around my head. And then when I proved I could handle this 600 plus pound bike, it just did something to my brain, you know, and I felt different. And I felt like a different person and I had confidence that I have never had in my whole life. Um, But there was still fear there and I'm still struggling with it, but I'm working on it day and day in and day out. So as we entered into winter, which was a couple months ago, I decided, you know, um, I need to still continue making progress writing. I still have a few things that I have hangups about and I need to get over those. So I started doing some research and there's uh, a woman out there, an author, and she also does a lot of women's motorcycle tours. She does a women's motorcycle conference and her name is Alyssa Clickinger. And she wrote a book. It's called Boost Your Confidence Through Motorcycling. And it's aimed at women writers. And I would love to do an episode and a review on her book. But I wanted to talk about what her book did for me. So she has a lot of strategies in the book. And she talks a lot about how we as women are kind of taught from the beginning to not have confidence, to constantly doubt ourselves in our personal lives and our professional lives. And, you know, of course that carries over into our hobbies and in her book, really, it spoke to me and I agreed, you know, that was exactly how I felt. But one tip that I wanted to share with you was she had all these tips for success And there was a quote from her book that said, you go where you look. That's a common writing mantra. So where you turn your head is where your bike is going to go. And where your head turns is where your bike follows. The same philosophy applies in your mind. So the first lesson I practiced was to notice what I was saying to myself. And you know, this just jumped out at me because I'm so terrible about self negative, excuse me, negative self-talk. I feel like I have like that crazy monkey in my head that just constantly beats me down. And I have been actively working to not be so negative, you know, saying to myself when I'm on my motorcycle, I hate the highway. That is so reinforcing in your brain and it makes you believe you hate the highway. How do you overcome going high speeds on the highway if you're constantly telling yourself, I hate it, I'm afraid of this, I hate it, I can't do this. And so instead, I'm trying to switch to, I'm figuring out how to ride on the highway. I'm not going to lie to myself and say I love the highway because fake it till you make it doesn't work on a motorcycle. But I'm saying, I'm figuring it out. You know, if I can't go 65 miles an hour initially, 
at least I can get on the, on the highway and I can work through this and I can feel what it feels like to be in the wind. And I can feel that wind against my body and I can feel other cars passing me. And that's really the way I'm figuring out motorcycling is I am changing the way my brain reinforces things. And so I hope that can, that's something that you can practice as well. I am going to continue practicing removing negative self-talk. I'm going to focus on being here in the moment. Even when I'm driving home, you know, I'm instead of driving in my car and going into, you know, autopilot, I have been trying to be aware of everything I'm doing, enjoying the music I'm listening to, being aware of the cars that I'm around. Because, you know, that's going to translate to how I ride a motorcycle in the future. And it's going to reinforce all those positive and good habits and make motorcycling that passion and the fun and the freedom and the mental clarity and the mental break that we all need from life from time to time. So on my last thoughts, I want to share a quote It says, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? But who are you not to be? And that's by Marianne Williams. The point of this is not to let fear hold you back. When I grow old, I don't want to look back and realize that I didn't do something because I was too afraid. I want to grow old, come to the end of my life, and realize that I had a fulfilling life and that I'm happy because I led the life that I wanted, that I chose. And that I chose to live my life instead of choosing to live in fear. Well, thank you so much for tuning in on my first episode of Pajama Moto. I would encourage you to please subscribe. And if you're feeling so inclined please feel free to write me a review on whichever podcast forum you use, whether that's Apple, Spotify, Google, etc. You can also contact me on Instagram. My handle is pajama moto, all one word. And thank you once again, and I'll see you next week.